Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And my job is to be a fueling station to give you ideas and introduce you to amazing people, mostly women, I must say, uh, that can make your life better, can be a resource and can be a new friend, but mostly to be inspiration and education about what is possible. Today, I have a new friend on the podcast. She wandered into a camp experience networking event, and that's where we meet them. You know, we, we attract them into the vortex because we're in here doing good and having fun. We're so blessed. Welcome, Peggy Green. Uh, thank you, Betsy. And for all of that, um, to be here on your podcast and to really feel like I'm being wrapped up and loved in camp experience. Well, yeah. Well, you know, my sidebar for those of you that might be listening for the first time is for 16 years, I've dedicated to my lot, my entire life to education, inspiration, and connection of women in something we call the Camp Experience Network. And we are 5,000 women strong over 16 years, raising a million dollars for charities around the world in not only in Colorado, our home state, but what we find is love is the antivirus. <laughs> Unconditional love is our business tool. And that's kind of unique in business. People don't like to talk about love, but um, we believe if we love ourselves, love our community, and love the world and help everyone, that that's how it works. And Peggy Green would be the top of that stack, but I'm not going to let you know how she's going to help you. We're going to make you first get to know Peggy. So Peggy, go back. Um, I always like to ask people, because you and I share the same age, <laughs> we are of the same age, I like to ask people when we're you wise, look back. Betsy. We're yes, wise. We're wise <laughs> and we are very hot and very smart and very great to be the darling 60-year-olds we are. So I'm saying that because I want the world to be excited like we are, to be vibrant in any time of life. Um, so I'm just a little plug for healthy aging here. Um, so back to this. I like you to look back with me and look at the growing up Peggy and tell me a little bit about who you were, and what were some of those main things along your path that prepared you for this um, incredible gift you're giving back to the world today? Yeah, and thank you. It's it's uh, actually fun to be able to talk about myself and not feel guilty about it. So um, I'm a Colorado native, and when I'm as we were really talking about this and how it relates to what eventually I'm, I'm doing now it has set the stage and being that Colorado native is that I grew up loving the outdoors. Um, I, my bicycle was my mode of transportation long into even high school after having a driver's license. So I was the kid that rode their bike to classes and then I would ride my bike to work. I rode it to my sports practices and I just love being outdoors. We grew up in an area that was an undeveloped, unincorporated area. So, you know, I had a small airport close to me where, you know, they would, um, you know, have small airplanes fly out of there, but there were parachuters. So I got to see the parachuters. I lived to a dam that was built when I was in my teens and would see hot air balloons. I could bike up um, canyons. I could hike around, I could camp. 
And then also both my parents were working parents until I was about 11. And it wasn't until my mom retired from her career as a nurse that, you know, I had a parent at home when I came home from school. So I was an independent child, something you might even call a latchkey kid where I was responsible. I carried the key to the house and I knew how to get in and out and get to and from school. And, you know, if I missed the bus, well, it's because I wanted to, because I wanted to walk home through the wheat fields. Yeah. And it was, you know, growing up and, and I even remember my parents and I driving home one night after going out for dinner and um, they thought I was asleep in the car and they were just discussing and talking about me and, and that, so many times I would think before I said something and, you know, looking back on that introspective is that not to judge and jump into things. And I think this really set me up for who I am today. You know, the love of the outdoors, um, being responsible for my own activities and actions, and then learning how to think through things. So all of that. I believe is what set me up and my love for sports. And not to say that I haven't added more things, I've grown, um, you know, but it, it, I think it's been my foundation. Yeah, it's funny since you and I are the same age, we can share probably that I remember running in the neighborhood in the evenings, you know, when I was a kid that you would have a pack of kids that you played with outside in the neighborhood and that there would be a time dark, the ringing of a bell, different things where you had to come home, but it was never like my mom and dad took me down the street to the park and sat with me. And now my daughter go fast forward. My daughter's 20, 19 right now. So fast forward, my daughter never got to run in the neighborhood. You know, we always took her to the park, sat with her in the park. Um, and I, I think that that has, has changed who the kids are that were growing up. Um, society has changed. Too much TV telling terrible stories about your kid in the park. Um, you know, and maybe some people in some rural areas can let their kids run a little bit more free. But um, I, I think it's interesting that our generation, you know, where we had that independence, it was a little bit more built in maybe into some of our experiences. So independent kid. And only, did you have siblings? Yes, I was the youngest of three kids. And and my sister always used to complain that, you know, what she wasn't allowed to do, I was allowed to do. So she definitely paved the path for me as my parents felt more comfortable with, you know, that as a child, I wasn't as fragile as the youngest or as the oldest one was. And then I didn't break and and that, um, you know, things that I could process through. So, yeah, I was the youngest at three. I probably was the, my older sister was actually more of the rebellion. Um, yeah. And, you know, and as the youngest, I think sometimes I pleased my parents as well. And being the baby of the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you had a pretty good foundation, Colorado native. Um, fast forward. So did you go off to college and did you ever think one day uh, life would give you the opportunity for personal growth? That's what we call these kind of things. Opportunity for personal growth uh, that would lead you to your passion, because I I think we need to tell that part of the story. So um, take us through a little bit like 
you grew up here in Colorado. And then what was going on in life that then sent you on this, this path? Yeah. So my dad was really an inspiration for me. And I knew from a young age that I was going to go to college and get a degree in business because my dad um, had quit his job when him and mom got engaged. I know he was going to college and, and then he went back to college while I was a young girl. And so I, he was that example of getting an education and so I went on and got my first degree right after high school in business marketing. And then I just kind of did the thing of got married. Um, and then 30 years ago, as part of my story, um, I experienced the loss of a child and became a stay-at-home mother and then got divorced. And, and um, knowing that I was going to be getting divorced, I decided I wanted to go back to school and find a career in helping others, which would be flexible enough that I could still be a mom for my children. And that even goes back to my upbringing and of being active and healthy. So I chose the field of personal training. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry for the, so sorry for the loss of your child. I, you know, you can say that in a sentence, but, uh, I think that's part of what you help people with today. Uh, We're going to go to break real quick. You're listening to Boost Power Podcast with our special guest, Peggy Green. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. Uh, I know you're on the edge of your seat like me and I, as a mom, the loss of a child in one sentence, you know, that stops me a little bit in my tracks. So then kind of explain to people uh, today, you had that experience, why and what you're doing now and kind of what you're passionate about would be the easiest way to ask that question. Yes, and and Betsy, so... Because that's a piece of my story, and I don't mean to just pass over it, but it's it's part of my story. So I'm going to share a bigger picture here. And so two and a half years ago, I was driving home on a Friday night, um, rush hour traffic, a couple weeks short of Christmas. And my thoughts were wandering and thinking about the holiday, what I needed to do, shopping, preparation, you know, even looking at the lights on the buildings <clears throat> and the homes as I drove. And my thoughts were interrupted when my phone rang and it was my oldest daughter calling me and I could tell she was upset. And what she said was she was saying to somebody else in the room, it was, I know he hasn't been feeling well lately. And I immediately knew she was talking about her brother, my son, because they worked in car dealerships next to each other and they were often in each other's showrooms. And so she was talking about her brother and mother's instinct kicked in. I pulled off the highway, called out to her and she didn't answer. So I hung up and called her back. And now she was crying in tears and could barely utter the next few sentences. She said, mom, I don't know how to tell you this, but Connor is dead. (laughs) 
he killed himself. So that's when I slammed my hands against that steering wheel and cried out and said, well, how? Because that brought me back to that flashback then of 28 years of losing my first child. I was now experiencing the loss of a second. My first child died in a daycare accident and my son took his life. And in between those losses, I've experienced the death of my mother, whom I was very close to, my father, who was my mentor, and my sister, who was my best friend, and other family members and friends. And so when I'd sit down and think about the magnitude of my losses, it is great. It is huge. Yet I also take a look at it and say, look at where I am now, that I'm still standing and that I'm able to help others because I have survived the atrocities that no one would wish upon themselves or their worst enemy. And so now I bring together all these tools and resources that I've amassed through life, getting through the loss of my first child. And it's amazing how that career in business and in health and wellness as a personal trainer, nutrition, well coach, how all of those come together to help others and what I do now, which is grief coaching. Grief coaching is different than working with a counselor because I encourage and we do take action in what we're doing. And it's all my life experiences. So it's that versus theory. And I've been through it. And so now I can walk alongside others as they go through their own losses. So I bring to this table experience. And you asked about personal growth, and that's something that's also been on my table. So I'm always getting better myself. And with that, then I can help others even more. Yeah. I uh, I don't know that on this podcast I've ever cried. So I'm sitting here crying. Thank goodness it's audio, trying to keep the podcast host together. Um, well, first, I have to say I'm very sorry for your losses. And thank you on behalf of the entire world for turning that into a way to serve. Uh, I, I have that belief that some of us are chosen in a way to have life experiences that are super tough. And some of us choose to share that. And you are a prime example of that. And uh, so thank you. I just wanted to take a minute because you just need that appreciation. Um, so don't you, you have a book, you're a speaker. I mean, you're getting this word out to the world. So tell everybody uh, a little bit. So coaching, grief coaching, which I love, 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 love the switch from grief counseling to grief coaching, the activism of that. That is superhero, super great. So help people understand, because I know everyone listening to this has lost someone dear. I still know I haven't processed my mom. I think I'm crying half about that. Um, but everybody with COVID and the COVID losses, with just, you know, the age where you are, um, I think I only have two people with breast cancer getting double mastectomies this month, which is incredible. So many people are going through things. So 
So explain a little bit about how it works in your practice, how they can get your book, hear your speaking. Obviously, they can listen to this podcast. How'd they get a little piece of Peggy? So in my grief journey, I decided to blog on Facebook, sharing my journey, my story. And along with that, not only sharing my heartache and the despair and the desperation, which I was experiencing, I also was able to include how I was feeling, how I was progressing and what difference it was making for me. I was encouraged by friends and family and fans to actually write a book. I never thought about writing a book. So it was 13 months later in which I decided to write a book. I wanted to get through my first year and I found an organization that I worked through. And the name of the book is Life After Child Loss, The Mother Survival Guide to Cope and Find Joy. And you can get that on Amazon. And again, it's just Life After Child Loss, The Mother Survival Guide to Cope and find joy. And I wrote that and it is the process in which I used with the more recent loss with my son. And it includes the tools and techniques anywhere from journaling to finding my tribe to learning how to speak about that elephant in the room, which child loss becomes. And even about what to do with the your loved one's possessions and belongings and if you want to have a higher power and even helping others to find a purpose. And you know, your purpose does not have to be to write a book and become a grief coach. Your purpose can be so personal to you and simple as your purpose is just to get out of bed in the morning. Absolutely. And that is a grand purpose. Right. But to find that and what keeps you going. That was a survival guide program in which I take people through those steps. And as I have been progressing through my journey as well. When I look back, and it's so interesting, we talked about this earlier, what what was my life like growing up? When I look back and go, hmm, it was the physical activity that kept me going. And that physical activity helped with the mental and the emotional. And through my personal growth, that how to think differently about what's happened. And then I've really been able to dive into my spiritual journey. And so now I cover what I call the four cornerstones of healing, physical, mental, emotional, and your spiritual health. But prior to that, I work on a different model of grief. You know, we've all heard about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's, you know, five stages of grief, but she actually denounced those before her death, they were meant to be a process for those who had been diagnosed with cancer versus being applied to the bigger term of grief. And so I, I follow one where it's, it's the tear, T-E-A-R, where we talk about acceptance. Because I really find that if you can accept that you've experienced this loss and there's different ways to do it and process through it, then it helps you because If you haven't been able to accept it, then you can't move forward. And we don't get over our loss. We move forward. The pain will lessen. So we walk through accepting, understanding what grief is and helping you understand any fears. And then we dive into those four areas. So it's about a 10-week program where we spend processing specific areas. And then these tools are so applicable that they can use in other circumstances and situations in 
life. And as you mentioned, being in our 60s, that we've experienced loss before. And for those who are young, if they're experiencing loss, I can guarantee that this is not going to be the only loss that they're experiencing. Right. And those of us who are older, we're experiencing, you know, other friends and, and parents who are passing. And so as we develop the tools and resources to be able to navigate these difficult situations, the better off we, we will be when it comes to facing the ones that are to come in our lives. Yeah, it feels like a toolkit, not only for the huge loss, right? But also that there's grief in anything that's an unmet expectation. And, you know, I spent my whole life saying like, you know, live today, create a good story about yourself, but you have to just live in the, the now of what is, you know? And people say, oh, I have to have that house. I have to have that vacation. I have to have that job. I have, and then they don't get it. And there's grief there because people grieve this story they made up called I'm only successful when, you know, I think it's a, to me, it's a life toolbox, um, not only for the loss, maybe I'm giving you a marketing idea for your next book. Um, <laughs> it's not only, I think it's the same toolkit, but it's everyday grief. You know, it's like the toolkit for everyday grief, ex loss of expectation, you know, disappointment, whatever. Um, it feels like those four areas are a great way to approach all of that. Okay, we could go on for like six years because you have a thousand stories. So you have the book, we can get that on Amazon. Uh, and you're also a public speaker. So if you're listening and you would like Peggy to come and talk to your organization, I'm sure she would be happy to be hired to come and help you. Then you have your coaching business. Um, yeah. So how do people find you? Because everyone's going to be driving in their car. Like I got to find that girl. Yes. Well, and, and thank you. And I just, I just have to include this because we have not spoken about this, but you just mentioned the expectations and that loss. And that is the theme of my Thursday thoughts blog today. It actually is going out today regarding those unmet expectations and how grief is associated with that. So you're so spot on with that idea. So I want to say that I do offer a Thursday Thoughts blog, and you can get to that um, through my website. And remember how I talked about the magnitude of my losses. So I call myself the grief specialist. However, it's with the two E's, the T-H-E-E griefspecialist.com, because I am like the answer woman, you know, that I've been through it and I know what it's like. So if you can remember that I'm the, and even if you want to think of old English, the grief specialist with two E's. And on there, you can see what services that I offer. You can sign up for the Thursday Thoughts. And I also offer what I call as a grief breakthrough session. That's an opportunity to explore what grief coaching is and see how different it is versus grief therapy. You can schedule it online and we'll just sit and visit and just see if this is what is going to work for you. I do know that all the tools that I use are ones that I've personally used and has really been responsible for me being able to do what I do today and helping others. So if you aspire and want to be able to 
return to a new life, it, your life will never be the same. I mean, it's just like yesterday is come and gone and, it, and we won't have yesterday's life. And when we lose a loved one, I think we have a tendency to make it even more so, but there's in simplicity, the past minute is gone and we can't relive that. So we will never be able to experience life as it was before, but it's being able to learn how to adapt to the new one that you can create. And it's about choices. So if you're ready, want to explore it, I would love to have a conversation and see if this program where I offer those toolboxes is an option for you. Right. Well, uh, thank you, number one, again, for all your work in the world and for being so accessible. I love grief coaching. I think it's the smartest thing I've heard. Uh, the other smartest thing I heard was pre-tirement. I just want to say this out loud on the podcast, pre-tirement. I met somebody who was nearing 60, working for a big corporation. And then she said, I'm in pre-tirement. I'm like, what's that? She's like, well, I decided it just wasn't great to retire and to drop my big job on my company. So I got two young people that I'm mentoring. I'm calling it pre-tirement. I'm taking two years to train them. And I'm just slowly leaving you know, mentally and emotionally in a great place. I'm like, that's the smartest thing. So grief coaching, pre-tirement, all the 60-year-olds are making up great stuff is what I'm saying. Just what I'm saying. Peggy, you are a blessing to the world. Again, look for Peggy. I'm sure they can find you on all the social media platforms. Do you have a website? Thegriefspecialist.com with two E's. Also on, also on Facebook, it's a Facebook page. But then I also now have a Facebook group, Grief and Hope, Mothers Who Survive Child Suicide, which is, it's a grief group dedicated to mothers who have lost a child to suicide because that's, suicide is such a unique loss. And yes. so I really help them to process that. So you can find me on um, those social media platforms. Great. And all of her information is here on the Boost Power Podcast site. You have listened today to Boost Power Podcast. It's been a very special day where the host actually cried during the show and I was trying to act all normal. But um, thank you, Peggy, for being here. Thank you all for listening. Our whole purpose in the world is to get you to know today is the first day of the rest of your life. And as Peggy told us, you can design that life by using a toolkit to help you through any grief, the horrific loss of a child, the loss of a friend, family member, all the way to just a toolbox for everyday disappointments that we all have as human beings. Uh, Peggy is here to help us, and we're so glad she could be on our show today. Please subscribe to this podcast in any of your favorite platforms. Leave us a review. Tell your friends. We are here weekly for you. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.